welcome to Romancing Game. I'm Jordan Fishburne. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. I'm Sarah Babe. <laughs> and welcome to today's episode on Dragon Ages 2 Fenris. The Fuck Olympics! The so, apostate, not, nope, no, not apostate. Nope, no. The escaped slave. Escaped to Winter Slave. Elven warrior. I am going to point out that we came to the discovery about five minutes ago that there may or may not wind up being a fist fight. Oh, whoa, um, you said nothing about fists. You just said fight. Hi. <laughs> oh, fuck. Sarah's sitting closest to me. I'm going to so. get my ass beat. <laughs> That's why I sit on the opposite side. <laughs> we have some differing opinions I'm on Fenris. also the largest target. This is <laughs> I'll give you a sugar uh, wafer if you don't hit me. <laughs> we have some differing opinion, uh, uh, mm-hmm. opinions when it comes to Fenris. Fenris. Uh-huh. Fenris. <laughs> Opinions. No no uh, disrespect on his name, okay? <laughs> you mean... Spoiler. Never mind. Um, yeah. We haven't gotten that far I was going to sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean Sarah was going to sing no, a song? No, I was going to sing a different song that would spoiler the spoiler that I won't sing. I'll sing it in a little bit after okay. the spoiler warning. Thank you. <laughs> spoiler warning. I am giving confused face. <laughs> You'll hear it in a minute. <laughs> This is your spoiler If I can turn this shit off, you don't want to hear any spoilers, dude. Like, for real. You know how it goes. You are a loyal listener. You know the spoiler alert is coming. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to be like, girl, did you see what he was wearing there? And we're going to talk about everything. And inevitably, we're going to ask Freddie Prince Jr. to be on. Mm. <laughs> I do like Fenris' costume, though. I a do. Deep like cut. Deep cut. A yeah. deep cut spoiler alert. <laughs> deep cut spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for the spoiler alert. Yeah, we're, we're going to ask Freddie Prince Jr. to come on the show. <laughs> this is a spoiler so. alert. Much like the tornado warning we had last night that I slept through. <laughs> so Jesus, bitch. fuck. I didn't sleep through it. I didn't. This podcast will contain spoilers, as is the nature of discussing the overarching plot and story of this game. We'll be covering various plot beats during this show. The warning has been laid at your feet. Continue at your own peril. At your own peril. Spoiler alert. Okay, so here's the song I was going to sing. All right. Lido. Whoa. I don't know what that's from. (laughs) Lido? The song Lido. Okay, well, Fenris's real name is Leto, okay? <laughs> Are you so upset about this because we actually learn Fenris's real name, but we never learn Anders' real yes. name? Yes! <laughs> Whoa, damn. Oh, I'm a little angry about two now. Right? How come they gotta give Fenris a real name, but Anders can, like, take a back seat? Because... Because Anders wasn't a... Sl- oh, but was Anders a slave? Um, Anders... Oh. I mean, he was in the circle, so kinda, sorta, yeah. Oh, my Fenris God. Fenris wasn't a terrorist... Maybe that's why. Anders yeah. isn't a terrorist. She's just misunderstood. He just blew up an entire building. Something that terrorists notably don't do. Fenris is also <laughs> magist as fuck. Well, yeah, because... Um, okay, let's not jump yes, ahead, because okay. that's going to be well, a deep conversation. Let's roll into the boring shit well, first. Well, Anders is Fenris' cyst. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right, Fenris. Mm-hmm. Anders does hate Fenris. Yeah, they're not friends. Okay. Uh, Dragon Age 2 was released in March of 2011 for um, PC, Xbox 360, PS3, and OS X, all at the same time. I Ooh. clearly remember playing this while I was planning my wedding. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that really just, it's not, just... <laughs> how, how did you still marry after, never mind. I didn't realize. <laughs> Y'all and Fenris, this is going to be, it's coming, it's coming. Um, The game was developed by Bioware and published by Electronic Arts. Um, Head writer was David Gator. The writing team was Ferre Baudouin, Patrick Weeks, Cheryl Chi, Jennifer Hepler, Mary Kirby, Lucas Christiansen, Tonya or Tanya Laird, and Karen Weeks. I feel like I just deleted something because there's a comma. And, um, <laughs> maybe you just put maybe a comma you just uh, adjusted it. Uh, maybe do? you were just like pause. I hope I did. It's didn't. a breath okay. mark. If I left anyone out, I'm sorry. I accidentally hit backspace or something. Uh, <laughs> we're good. And the voice, though, of Fenris is um, Gideon Emery. Who, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I looked up on the internet and. 
Hot boy. Y'all, he's pretty. He's very pretty. He's very, very pretty. pretty. How do you spell his last name? Emery, like Emery Board. E-M-E-R-Y. Oh, damn. That's like how I saw Babe, like the pig movie. Yeah. (laughs) For all of you folks at home. Oh, the jawline. Ooh, the hair. And the nose. He has a really, really, really good nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Somebody photoshopped the Fenris tattoos on him. (laughs) (laughs) For all of you folks at home. Girl. I was really hoping that they would... I've seen everything, I know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was really hoping they were going to do the big reveal during the episode, but Tawny looked it up like... A little bit before we start recording. I always pull up the notes before we start. She does, but she usually waits until we record to actually Ooh, look up the photo. And I was true. like, this, this one would have been so good live because she had a really great reaction. Look at the cum gutters on this one. <laughs> the cum gutters. It's that line, but okay. you've never heard that called okay. that? I've oh, never my... heard it called that, but I showed you that um, picture a little bit ago. So... I know, but I didn't look at it like that way. I'm uh-huh. sorry for overly sexualizing you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That being said, uh, Tawny did also realize uh, that Gideon Emery was in season two and a little bit more in further seasons of Teen Wolf CDW series. why I suddenly realized why Jordan has an obsession with Fenris. Oh, that is, And I would like to say for my own honor, that is untrue. Disagree. Because <laughs> Dragon Age 2 came out and I played it way before T- Teen Wolf even aired. And... Hearing Gideon Embry's dulcet voice <laughs> when he was introduced as a character before I could even see him, I flipped out and was like, wait, 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 wait. Whoa. And then he showed up on screen and I confirmed that he was Fenris. Whoa. I will say, I gotta hold say. Hold up, hold up. Did you know he has an album? Yeah. Oh, he sings? Yeah. Oh. Girl, let's fucking, can we do this? Can no, we, we can't uh, because can. copyright. Yeah, copyright. Um, it's called Standard Ease. Mm, girl. <laughs> But he, do, he does have a very, very nice voice. He, he does. is an amazing yeah. And also, sir, your nose is exquisite. Um, yeah, like... Well, and they paid tribute to that in this game by giving him the most metal lines of all time. Oh, <laughs> he, do. He, do, he does, like, have... Also, did anybody else notice the dog puns? Yeah. There's dog puns everywhere. They yeah. did give Fenris <laughs> his jawline. Uh, I mean... Not a little bit. quite. A little bit. Well, maybe? I don't know. I feel like... The thing is, uh, Gideon Emery in real life has a very structured, manly very jaw. Structured. But Elvins in general have more narrow. I mean, they pieces. narrowed it out, but it's Whoa. like the same shape. Hold up. He does an acapella version of My Funny Valentine. <laughs> I am 100% on board for this. I am a secret, like, hardcore. He sounds Frank very Sinatra good. person. Yeah. I will say I didn't good. recognize too much else that he's been in. Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, what he um, in Blue for? Crush 2. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I remember watching Blue Crush like back in the day. But uh, <laughs> wow. I never saw the, the second one. <laughs> I feel like I'm learning a whole new side of you. I Okay. Come on. It was like the hot movie for a minute in the very early 2000s. <laughs> I was... Nope. <laughs> Maybe I was too busy raving. I'm sorry. Uh, he oh was God, in the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Gosh. Wait, like the so, Disney one? Um, the 2002 one. No, not the Disney one. Oh. How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. He's done a lot of work. Whoa, he did How You Train Your Dragon? I flipping love that series. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's so good. It's really good. I love the twins. Did some stuff with Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. got pretty yeah. varied stuff. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody does Star Wars. <laughs> they had a lot I of animated yet, so. stuff going on. I know. Around, so. But like... <laughs> I mean, we did it on TMP, but... Hit, I know, hit us yeah. up, Disney. Yeah. Yo, what up? <laughs> I am totally You still need to replace Cara Dune, so... Yeah, I'm Hello. just saying, like, I'm probably the same height as her, and I have hair. <laughs> that, Anyways. That um, really didn't... Damn, I'm not really that great at selling myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They left the jawline. Look mm, at it. Yeah, Look did, at it. So, Girl. before we go too deep into the rabbit hole of uh, Gideon Emery's fine features, I'll <laughs> give you uh, our little Dragon Age 2 condensed plot overview, uh, just so you guys have a good idea of the basic uh, setting before we roll in here. <laughs> You're in Kirkwall, period. Yeah. That's really it. That's all you need to know. Dragon Age 2 is set in the fictional world of Thetis and in the city-states of the Free Marches, specifically in the city of Kirkwall, as Sarah said. <laughs> you play Hawk, a refugee fleeing Ferelden 
with their family. Throughout the game, players encounter various companions who play major roles in the game's plot and gameplay, and, as you may have guessed, contain several romantic options, including our dear Fenris. Like, honestly, I've 100% had real hard thoughts about having the um, hawk crest as a tattoo. It's gorgeous. Because <laughs> it's it beautiful. Cool. It's just, like, not quite, like, Celtic mm-hmm. and not quite, like, runic. It's just, like, yeah. And, like, only nerds would know. Like, no uh, one's going to know. I feel like Dragon Age 2 had a very interesting aesthetic and there's a lot of like darkness in the design for Kirkwall like one of the areas in the city that overlooks where the mages are imprisoned is called the gallows and has statues of like suffering people like on their knees which is really creepy it's really creepy Kirkwall is like Halloween Town in the day of Dragon Age. Yeah. The one thing that I will say, Dragon Age also like super fucking failed with in this game as they have in all games um the hair. Oh, God! <laughs> the hair! Fenris, specifically, his hair looks like it should be on a 16-bit character. I did I mean, not mind it. I kind of like it, in but that's the, kind of a thing. In the time period of the game that was released, it was not bad. I did it boys with mohawks, so I can't really talk too much. Yeah. And Apparently I did, too. I just didn't know it at the time. There Also, <laughs> nobody's hair is good. <laughs> I know. I, Isabella, I know this hair. Isabella mm-hmm. is the only one with good hair. And yeah, Fenris, like, Isabella. I could see it on a real person looking real nice, but, like, yeah. just the... Clumpy. It's like it's it. very like cloud Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. It's like super like gray white and looks I like do really like that. good. Look, Fenris awesome. is hot. I'll well, give you yeah. that. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Why, why you gotta be hating on the gray? Huh? I like it. I was I saying that I like it. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I like I enjoy being extra defensive when I'm not. Oh, that's <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I'll own the, that. And he has a really cool design. He has um an interesting armor set piece. I do yeah. like that. His armor is pretty hardcore. Look, they did a great job with his design. They did. Right. And we didn't say this before, but um, in in our overview or in our previous episode, but each of your companions in Dragon Age 2 have a set costume. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually switch out their armor. I do like that. So they always look fucking slapping. They always look fire. They look slapping? great. 100%. Awesome all the time. Their character design is one eight hundred slapping. Okay, <laughs> we're not we're not wow. using that. Damn one eight hundred. I'm gonna leave it in this episode so we can make fun of you, but that is not our thing now. Slapping. <laughs> that that's what the kids do. Slapping. The armor for Fenris has like these cutouts, so you can see his lyrium tattoos. I do like Wait, that. I, I will have a little bit of an argument that it does leave a lot of, like, what's the word? Vulnerabilities. Like, his whole neck is exposed yeah. and, like, all hot and stuff. But, like, he, can totally, like, he can totally, like, stab somebody in the neck. He just needs to get a gorget. You're a gorget. But then that would, like, cover his beautiful neck, okay? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. He has a very distinct aesthetic. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, he's, like, emo boy, and I love it. Oh, my God. One of my notes for this game is, oh, my God, I love this angsty boy. (laughs) All right? Oh, my God. I think this is the disconnect here. Angsty is not generally my jam. Really? Maybe that is Do you know who you're married to? Ethan, Ethan is not angsty. Her husband he, is not angsty. He's like quiet. He's angsty. quiet, but he's not angsty. Yeah, but like that's almost angsty. No. It's hey, angsty. Ethan, are you angsty? I think he said yes. No I response. think he's sleeping. Oh. <laughs> Seeing as I woke him up at 1.45 in the morning to make him come to the basement because there was a tornado hey, warning. Hey, yo, yo, it happens. Um, my, my dogs fucking slept through it. I was like, what? Josh was freaking. Um... Anyhow, Ethan's not angsty. He's just quiet. <laughs> yes. He's generally thinking funny things and puns. Well, right. I don't think that's angsty. That's what angsty people do. They and think of funny things and puns to hide their angst. I'm sorry. Like, Fenris also, out of the characters in this game, has a reason to be angsty. Oh, sure. Sure. There's yeah, like, like, shit going real. on. But I think my bigger problem with this entire romance is how they have Hawk deal with Fenris's traumas because like no matter which hawk you pick all of the hawks are not like supportive if you want the romance because all of the romancy bits are like poking fun at 
him a little bit and like being flirty about like we'll so, get to this when yeah. we talk about the actual romance yeah. scene the sex yeah. scene but like wait there which one the the first, first one. one yeah i mean the second one too but the first one was worse um I'll wait until we get there. I'll that wait until we get there. That reminds me of a relationship I had my first semester in college. <laughs> <laughs> so to roll into the actual story and plot so that we can get to the romance fun stuff. Um, unlike Anders, Venris is not integrally tied to every single plot point in this game. So... Oh my god. That's yeah. Right. He, he's very important because he's my special boy, but he's not... <laughs> <laughs> Doing certain actions with him will not uh, condemn your sibling to death. It won't cause uh, a thing to happen that <laughs> at the end of the game that you're startled by the first time you play this game. All of this stuff. P.S. Everything blows up. That's what she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All of this stuff isn't specifically integral to his particular story arc. Um, but, obviously, he has a very interesting um, standpoint in Kirkwall as uh, the general overview didn't quite cover the really uh, immense tension within the city between the Templar faction that is holding down the mage faction. So the the errant knights against the evil mages um, who are not so evil, <laughs> mostly. Well, and then in this storyline particularly, you kind of add in the Cunari, which weren't as big of a... The Cune! Yeah. The Cune. Like they, come up, they come up a little more in his story than some of the others. Yeah. Not as much as Isabella's, no, but... <laughs> South Park reference for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Fenris in particular in this environment is an escaped slave who was enslaved by mages. Um, he lived in and was raised in the Tevinter Imperium, which is a country that is completely run and controlled by mages. And he was a slave to a mage that was very powerful within that government. So he has a hatred of mages from his time under the thumb of one in a dangerous country run by mages. See, like, I kind of wonder, what does it take to be an Imperium? A magister? In the Imperium? No, 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 no. Like, what does it take to be an Imperium? Like, like... United States is like a democratic republic, right? Uh, well, no, it's more of an oligarchy, but yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Fucking patriarchy, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, but, like, I get it. I'm there with you, girl. But like, um, okay, like, I see what you're saying. Right? Um, do you just have to have an emperor? An, uh, really? So, um, ooh, we googled. I love it when you Google. In ancient Rome, <laughs> in ancient Rome. Imperium was a form of authority held by a citizen to control a military or governmental entity. Hmm. So it's um, different and generally inferior to types of power in the Roman Republican Empire. Um, But Imperium would be over like a specific military unit or it could be over a province or or territory. Um, So I think it is just kind of the general sense is Imperium was what somebody controls. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this particular case, it would be the leader of Tevinter and the, uh, what, Black Divine, the male divine that runs the Chantry. Yeah. Which I'm actually really interested in. Yeah. I'm really excited for DA4 to have some setting in Tevinter. Unless they completely go, nope. I really think it's going to be the struggle between Tevinter and the Kuhn. Yeah. Um, the they hint at it so much in DA2, and I noticed yeah. it even more watching um, Fenris's playthrough. In Inquisition, uh, they added stuff, yeah. too, yeah. But, like, Fenris even says, like, they're on the edge of war already, the Tevinter and the Kune. Oh, my God, oh, my so, God, you guys, you guys, 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 ladies. Yes. People. <laughs> what if we get Fenris uh-huh. and the Iron Bull in DA4? And oh my god, you're leaving out Dorian. I would no. Like I'm Dorian talking about like DA4. I mean, Dorian's great. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Dorian's everybody's bestie. Like for real. <laughs> but I'm talking like you get oh, Finnis I mean, 
I feel like you would have had to. Ball. I feel like you would have had to not romance them in the first two games if you're importing, because then they're both like wildly loyal to. I don't think either the Inquisitor or right. The I don't champion. think they've but, but, ever transferred over a romance option into a, a next game as like as a, during your party or a major character you. But uh, Liliana. But you don't but, act, interact with her a lot. A lot. That's true. But but think about it. <laughs> That would be pretty cool. I'm just saying. Yo, Bioware. Iron Bull is pretty dependent on if if you sacrifice his people or not. Uh Uh-huh. Though, I would really love a cool, like, Dorian Iron Bull double cameo show up in DA4. Because they are a couple if you don't. Like, if you don't romance either, romance either we're yeah. talking double team. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we have gotten um, very far. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, fan fiction. What's up? <laughs> within this particular game, yeah, just uh, go to Ao3. Fenris has <laughs> girl a very interesting viewpoint as somebody in this tension lock state that has a fear and hatred of mages from his subjugation under mages. Right, yeah. Like, he super hates them. Well, the and that's time... why I love to romance him as a mage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's my favorite. Yeah. I totally... I'm I doing that, that right now. that was weird as fuck. I'm doing that right the frick now, I That think. was the playthrough I watched was a um, witty lady hawk yep. who was a mage. Yep. And... Was it the friendship or the rival? I think it was... Friendship. It, friendship. Okay. Yeah, it was the I friendship. Like friendship. But I... I don't know. Maybe I needed to watch the not witty Lady Hawk because witty Lady Hawk is like really um, flippant, flippant. Yeah, super yeah. just really serious stuff. things yeah. and yeah. things that I. Mm. So here's the thing within Dragon Age Two, and especially if you're watching a playthrough, if they're posting something online, they're selecting everything uh, in that theme. Yeah, yeah. Right. Whereas when you play the game yourself, you have times where you can take the not jokey approach, right? Yeah, the girl just hasn't had the time. And Sometimes you're just a smartass and you do it <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. And me personally, I will completely admit, um, when I play Dragon Age 2 and I'm romancing Fenris, as I've done multiple times in multiple ways with different classes and everything because I love him so much. But <laughs> when I play with him, I don't go... <laughs> I don't go into the game going... I'm going to make all of the choices that Fenris likes. Yeah. The thing is, I'm going to switch him out of the party when it comes to things. Because if I personally was leading a band of friends around a city to do shit, I wouldn't lead my um, former slave friend that was subjugated under mages into a mage conflict. Mages. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um. So, like, that's one of the things where some people are like, well, then, like, he doesn't really see what you're like and what choices you make. I no. Know. No, but you know what? Well, he, if it was a good relationship, you'd go back and talk about it. Yeah. Right. And be like, I didn't want to take you to this thing because it would trigger you, but damn, this was tough. Can we talk about it? Like, yeah. I, to be completely honest, I was like, I'm actually in the middle of a DA2 playthrough right now. I got distracted by Hades and Hellblade. <laughs> And, and everything else. Um, <laughs> Sushima. <laughs> so, um, Brain. You're in the middle of a playthrough right now. Middle of a playthrough right now. I, like, researched hardcore. Because I could never get Fenris to, like, like me. He's, you kind of he's, have to know what you're doing. Finicky. Yeah. Like, he's real touchy, which I don't blame the, him. That's one of the things, too, with um, DA2. We talked about this in the overview. But the the... Relationship paths and the friendship paths are not super intuitive, so you yeah, really can't uh, do it as Except easy. Except for Anders, it's really hard to not romance Anders. Well, yeah, Anders even accidentally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anders is like, "Here's my dick, want to pet it?" Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, sure, okay, but like, um, yeah. This it's, so well in the first time you meet um, Fenris, like you instantly find out like you're there because. He, he basically coerced you, sort of, into me, defending him from... No, 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 no. Let me talk about... He coerced the person who hired you. Yes. Let's, so, let's like, talk he's about... Not, he's not the bad guy in that. Let's talk about the recruiting friendship mission for uh, for Fenris. He, like, murders everyone. That's so, uh, it's literally the coolest entrance that any of the companions it get was into the game. Really Doesn't he, like, put his fist through somebody's, like, spine? It reminded torso. me of Thane's yeah. entrance 
and I wrote that down because I was like, like when you first meet Fenris, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could get behind this, and then never mind. No, I can't. What is magic touch that it doesn't spoil? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so, that's uh, that, I don't know why that makes me squeak, but come to us. So, um, when you are playing as Hawk, uh, after you are released from the obligation to the group that got you into Kirkwall in the first place as a refugee. You are looking for work around town so you can raise money to afford to go into the deep roads uh, for Varric's expedition. And you hear that there's a job available from this guy named Anzo. Anzo. And Anzo says... Anzo. Yeah. Anzo says that somebody stole one of his shipments and he wants you to go recover it. And uh, he really wouldn't mind if you killed them. But if you don't have to, that's fine, too. And when you get to the Elven Alienage, which is where this ambush is set up... Spoilers! The slavers there are trying to set a trap for a certain escaped slave. And when you are done, like, clearing out the slavers, you are kind of looking around going, like, well, that was a trap because the chest that you checked was empty. And you hear... Uh... The, the main slaver guy that hasn't been killed yet going, oh, you better watch out. Uh, back up, please, come in. And a dying man stumbles down the stairway into the alienage. It's pretty epic. And says, and dies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he says, Captain. Yeah. And then he dies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you hear, your men are dead and your trap has failed. I suggest running back to your master while you can. Oh, wait. Hold on. I gotta see if I can do it. Your men are dead. <laughs> That's about as close as I can get to so, Fenris. And moment. here's the thing. Like, arguably, uh, even if it hadn't been a bait and switch, I would yeah. have helped Fenris out here. Like, but... Well, right. But it's not his fault it was a bait and switch. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, like, so he hired Anzo to distract these guys, basically. And yeah. the point was for him to have some of the numbers thinned out and then come in and clean up... Because he's fully capable of doing that. He's yeah. a fucking badass. Um, his, like, the ability that he gets from his lyrium tattoos, which is uh, a magic uh, stone liquid, lyrium, it was injected and, like, carved into his skin by his slave master. Yeah. Um, but the ability that he gets from that is to go and be a lyrium ghost, basically, which, like, Allows him to do these really cool oh, things. The right. flash when he phases through walls by vibrating yeah. so quickly that his um, molecules can go in between. Actually, yeah. Superman does that, and well, when the Flash this, does it too. So <laughs> when this guy doesn't wise up, um, Fenris's tattoos start Superman? to glow. His tattoos start to glow, and he shoves his arm through the guy's torso, and I, mean, I was like, in love immediately. To be to be cut, like, dude, I, I kind of want to like know what that sounds like. He he like did a turnaround, and he said, "I am not a slave," and it was very dramatic. Yeah, it, it was, was like very dramatic. <laughs> dramatic is the right word. for It was it. like yeah. super drama. I was like. Boom. But I did, my note says, um, what a badass intro, it reminds me of Thane. Um, and in this moment, witty Lady Hawk is perfect. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. His anti-mage nonsense is, however... Pretty, like, he's super so deep about it. when like. you go, because after he uh, disembowels this guy with his arm... Um, he defenestrates. No, that's good. Throwing that's throwing out the window. Disembowels is removing people's organs through their stomach, but it's his chest. Uh, it was like a torso shot. I don't know. It seemed a little disheartening. It was. A little- <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's so uh, that worked. <laughs> so then Fenris asks if you will accompany him to his slave master's mansion in the city, because that's where he thinks that he is. You guys go to Daenerys's mansion, and this is not Daenerys via Game of Thrones. It's spelled differently. I was told. It's also pronounced differently, because that's Daenerys. Daenerys. Okay, Daenerys. Daenerys is. In the show, I thought it was just Daenerys. It's Daenerys. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) I listened to the audiobooks, dude. In the show, I'm pretty sure they said Daenerys. Um, yeah, the show sucks. I only watched, like, one season. But okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> also, Martin, after, write the next book. Thanks. Yeah. After they completely destroy everybody in the mansion, um, Fenris, if you're playing a mage, points out, 
I finally escape mages. I'm here and this darkness follows me wherever you go, wherever I go. And I noticed, and I should have known this before, that you were also a mage. And oh, your dick geez. brother actually, like, uh, defends you one time. Yeah, yeah. For the one time Carver actually, like, pulls on his big boy panties and doesn't fucking piss himself. Like, I, yeah. oh, God, He's I like, Carver. <laughs> Carver's my most hated If job. you have a problem with my sister, you, you have, have a problem, problem with, with me. me. I was like, right. Carver, right. you showing up, my <laughs> Carver, you fucking dick. I will say, though, like, he needs it it bothers me that whole bit and he's finally like okay well I guess since like you're doing okay things then I guess you might be like kind of like okay he is legitimately he does apologize that he's uncomfortable and every single time Fenris does this he catches himself and he does apologize but it never improves. He continues to do it, it through does. the whole game. It well, does. Here, here, here's a here's a perspective. Stiffer <laughs> on that. No, like I, I, I see what you're saying. But his his specific his, his you know opinion on magic is not great. Like not good, dude. Not a good luck. But his opinion on Tevinter mages never changes. Sure, but like even. Eh, we'll we'll get there. He, like, like, you <laughs> get eventually there. you change him. You change this guy. This is the guy you change. You know you can change him. I don't think you do. I don't think he I changes. He at the end of the game. I'm jumping ahead. He will fight. Yeah. Yeah. Or the no, mages that's true. with he no does argument. That. He will shit. Uh, there's there. He voices he's a little his like, displeasure. Like, but what? Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Is. He, he literally says it's. He's like it's a little weird. He says it's a little weird, but he doesn't. No, he says, I can't believe you've chosen to do this, but I will stand by your side. Yeah, what? that's like... Yes, he says, I can't believe you've chosen to no, stand with the mages, no. but I will stand by your side. Yes. No, I, I feel like... I just watched it fucking an hour ago, y'all. I played it multiple times, and I watched it. I'm gonna try it. to find the quote. <laughs> Maybe, were you on, like, a rival? Because from no. my notes, he wrote, he said... Oh, damn, we got a note off. He said, here I am about to defend these mages in a hopeless battle. You lead me to strange places, Hawk. Yeah, like, it's weird, but I'm going to do it. But he does it without saying that he's basically going to off himself well, after it, the battle like well, Anders did. Well, and then, so it's right before he says that he thinks you should hang Anders. So we might be talking about a different scene. Yeah, yeah hanging Anders is a little bit different. Directly before he tells you that he thinks you should hang Anders, he says something like, I can't believe I'm fixing a fight with these mages, but I will stand by your side no matter what. I think you should hang Anders on my day. Oh <laughs> my god. What? Was so, that? No. <laughs> so, to skip back, let's skip back a yep, little bit. Yep. Um, we are doing this introduction with Fenris where he's super awkward um, and he's talking about his discomfort with mages, um, which I think is pretty valid considering he grew up in an environment where magic was used to hurt and blood blood magic in particular, the sacrifice of other beings to make other people powerful was very prevalent and he saw happen all the time. You know what I love doing? What? Putting Meryl and Fenris in the same party. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. I can't I, find the quote. I can't find it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe I will I'll I'll rewatch I believe those. that it happened the way you said. I will rewatch. I, was will that, I didn't mean that to okay. be as patronizing as it, it came off. I'm so sorry. I will, like, I will, my I will find the particular I video it. I right. watched and I'll show y'all. Because like, it's not outside it's yeah. not outside the realm of that character. Yeah. yeah. Like I one hundred percent believe you. You know, I, I just, just think we're talking about different scenes. It's very possible. No, I, I re-recalled what scene you were talking about. Okay, so you're... Yeah. But it's kind of... Why do mommy and daddy yeah. fight so much? So, <laughs> we already uh, knew this was going to be a fraught episode. I know. Yeah. I'm... I'm uh, oh, boy. This, you're like a middle child. <laughs> the scene where he uh, finally gets your assistance after he kind of realizes he's being a dick to people that just helped him, he's like... I don't mean to seem ungrateful. He walks it back, and he's like, this is all the coin that I have. Thank you guys so much for your assistance. And I would be willing to continue fighting alongside you. Let me know. And then you can recruit him into your party. Which, I mean, obviously. (laughs) I mean, like, he's super cool. I mean, he can punch through people's spines. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, who doesn't love having that as a superpower? My superpower is breaking electronics. Yeah. (laughs) There's, um, 
there's a couple other scenes that you get um, where you are first talking to mm-hmm. Fenris after he's moved into Daenerys's mansion as well, right? And he's drinking some wine and talking Throwing about shit at the wall. Talking about how. <laughs> Daenerys used to have him serve his guests wine in order to intimidate them. And you can flirt. Such a fucking weird-ass power play of Daenerys. God, I just want to punch him in the dick. So this scene, I actually... You can be like, intimidating. I don't see that at all. And he's like, oh. (laughs) He gets, like, flustered. (laughs) See, but it's right after he's just thrown a fucking bottle of wine at the wall. That is intimidating, yes. Oh, that I don't see. I don't see. He that. shoves the wine straight out of the bottle and he tosses it at the wall. And yeah. Hawk is like, "You could have given me a glass first. And he's like, "There's more in the basement." And she says something he about like the name and get that to redecorate. I, he I, doesn't say it in that tone. Yeah, yeah, he does say. Yeah, you, I will give you that, Tony. <laughs> he doesn't say it in that tone. We should have like. Uh, like oh my quiet Rocco, rocket Rocco. sock and robots <laughs> yeah, over here, the and then yeah, just like good. pat them up so Ooh. they don't make. Did y'all noise. both just say robots? Yeah, maybe fucking Midwesterners. Robots. Okay. What? <laughs> but yo, what? Yo, the correct yo. tone we can of how that happens. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I will take a hurricane any day of the week. Oh girl, Fuck that's tornadoes. too much fucking water. Are you kidding the me? scene actually goes. <laughs> <laughs> Fenris is talking about this. He throws the wine at the wall. Hawk says, you could have poured me a glass first. Right. And Fenris goes, oh, there's more where that came from if you want some. And your character goes, no, no, perish the thought. Because they're friends and they understand. Like, I think it's a a weird Weird bat- okay. spot to start the romance. Back in the olden days, when Sarah <laughs> was a binge drinker, um, I used to throw shit for fun. Yeah. Like, I'd just throw beers everywhere and for fun. I for no reason. I was in a great mood. I think me and Tawny might be looking at this from t- different perspectives. Because Tawny's viewing it from a toxic masculinity perspective. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. I'm viewing it from a traumatized survivor perspective who yes. is destroying something of his masters and taking... I mean, yeah. Taking some relief in the fact that he's destroying something of his masters. But it's not consistent then. So if that's your reading, that that, that is the case, then why the fuck is Hawk not, like responsive to that instead of jokey jokey redecorate the room tee hee hee I will like, tension breaking I, I think that's the way okay oh god I can't believe I'm gonna say this I think that's the way <laughs> like Hawk deals with the trauma like it minimalizes his trauma in my opinion does it and I think that's or, why I don't like the or, whole relationship if or, I was romancing Fenris right. it would go very very differently right. than you're allowed well, to go in this here, game you here, don't have to take that thing when you talk to him is the thing. But no matter what you take, Hmm. sorry, it minimalizes his trauma. No, no, no. What if you're teaching, and this may not be the most constructive type of relationship, but what if you're teaching Fenris that there are other reactions to trauma other than anger? So some coping. Uh, Okay, so So you, you, he throws the bottle of wine and you're like, tee hee hee, jokes, jokes. Like yeah. how does that? I don't. I don't know. So, I do. It I, struck me 100%, immediately. I was I, like, "This is some toxic masculinity I, bullshit." I had. I had a lot of like. I girls got trauma. Let's just mm-hmm. there. And I dealt with it in a very angry manner when mm-hmm. I was younger. Like super angry. Like mm-hmm. it was a ha ha ha. Sarah's angry all the time. I'm like fuck you. Um, but eventually, I learned to add different emotions to cope with that. Mm-hmm. And one of the first ones I learned was humor. You would have also benefited a lot from not watching a Purple Hawk playthrough because a lot of the discussion things where you do have choices between different options are humorous and tension-breaking for Purple Hawk. Yep. But if you'd done Green Hawk, that's the one that I usually actually choose in real life. <laughs> I this actually is the problem with watching the, nice the videos ones. instead of yeah. playing every well, single and, yeah. and, well, But like, it, who the fuck has the time? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I think that is also, in general, a weakness in DA2. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because if you like staying consistent with your choices, like some people do, cough me, <laughs> um, you end up 
not being able to have those more nuanced conversations because you come off as like, <laughs> well, that's to a everything. problem for me. Right? I need the nuance, and I right. don't know if they get there in this game. Like, they you, hint at some things, and then they, you, like, let you, them go past, you and can never get, happen. You can get there. Yeah. Like, because the... Like, I generally try to be Purple Hawk because I'm a dick. It's um, fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, and I'm a dick. So... It's just mostly in romance, I don't tend to actually choose the humorous ones, except for very specific situations. Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, some charming ones, yes, but, like, the yeah. humorous ones yeah. I don't do as often. Right. And it, you can add... Adding the sympathetic or the green... Yeah. Like the olive res- branch. Yeah, like the, the olive branch. Yeah. Like... Those responses do definitely make it different, mm-hmm. and I think one of the one of the specific conversations you have with um, Fenris, which I think is like an Act Two conversation, where he's like, "Don't you ever want to go back to Ferelden?" Yeah, and the choices you make there—that is what that is—that is probably the best conversation you have of that relationship as far as like romance. But goes. see, so I saw that conversation even in the Purple Hawk playthrough, right. and they do go a little more intense, and right. that was like one of two scenes where I was like, okay, yeah, this is exactly this yeah. is what I was looking for. But right. they really gloss over it. Yeah, it's, it's and they kind of never return to it. Yeah. That's there, a little bit of the the problem in watching the playthrough instead of playing the playthrough. But you still never come back to it, right? So you have this very deep conversation and mm-hmm. then it's like thirty seconds and it's cut off and then that's for all of the romance. I know. Well, and that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a problem with that. And I had a problem yeah. with that with Anders, too. Yeah. Well, but, like, the- with Fenris in particular, because his character has so much, like, dark angry boy. trauma, yeah. angry dark boy trauma, yeah. like, it, it feels unresolved and it feels dismissive. And yes. I don't like it. That's I, I that's think fair. that's 100% okay. Because that, I think it... While I do find a lot of weaknesses in Dragon Age's Bioware, in general, writing, yeah. they do kind of unintentionally, I think, hit this one on the head. Mm-hmm. Beca- it, and We'll get there. Right, because, you have, it, because it is very unresolved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this story happens over, like, what, nine years? Ten. Mm-hmm. Nine or ten years. Nine, ten years, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You, nine, ten years working on trauma? That's not a lot. He grows. But there's also three years where he just, like, totally abandons you, which is another thing. Ethan, I think, put this well... He's still in your party. Yeah. But the romance takes a pause, which I... We're going to get there, but I actually like that a lot. Personally. I think the way it comes about is... Yeah. I will agree with... Yeah. yeah. I agree with Tawny on that one. Yeah. Yeah. There's an in- there's an interesting interplay there. Yeah. But I actually liked it for how messy it was. Yeah. Actually. So Ethan said this well yeah. earlier to me, and I was like, I agree with that. Fenris is like the slightly more well-written male Jack from Mass Effect. And I think yeah. less trauma in reality is applied to Fenris because yeah. they really just loaded Jack up with right. that shit. And yeah. then your character Well, it's like they finally looked at it and they were like, this is unrealistic. <laughs> um, and let's like take the that level of trauma and make it better. Yeah. <laughs> and not a man. Let's write it right this so. <laughs> trauma. That's a great one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. I, I think that's definitely a good point. And I think the way that they wrote it in the messy way they wrote it seemed realistic to me, honestly. Like, there are certain things about the playthrough that I... Like, I, I construct my my games. I've played Dragon Age 2 so much that I know <laughs> how to get it to play out exactly as I want it to. Especially when I'm romancing Fenris as a mage mm-hmm. that is pro-mage. Technically, I'm pro-blood magic, but I can understand Fenris's trauma in relation to right. watching people get sacrificed all the fucking time. And by the end of the game, he comes around. He doesn't love mages, but he doesn't view them so much as threats anymore. It's more to Venter that he mm-hmm. has a problem with and slave trade that he has a problem with. Um, so we're still, like, very early in the game where this yeah. hasn't come across yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm we're, gonna, we're talking really far ahead. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to actually jump it a little far ahead as well. Yeah. When you finally confront Daenerys, I think there was a very inter- interesting line, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to quote it correctly because I'm not, I just won't. Don't have it in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it in front of me, whatever. But Daenerys says something like, oh, how do you like him? Isn't he so skilled? Mm-hmm. Ooh! I was like, you mother trucker. Because mm, it's a very, in my brain, it is a very strongly implied, like, sexual trauma right there. Oh, and he very pretty much says, well, I kind of disagree with that because Fenris tells you that he hasn't been with anyone since he lost his memories. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, like... Sometimes people don't consider yeah, that being with somebody. I suppose. Yeah. But, but I never viewed it that way, so maybe it's just a way that I never viewed that specific yeah. situation. Yeah, that, that may be a lot of me. Yeah. I, no, I can absolutely reading, see where you were reading right. yeah, that because I valid. read that way too, but then I was like, oh wait, during the romance scene, Fenris says he's never been with anyone. If well, you and, like, and like so It was just the way that the way that it was, the line was said and the way that Fenris was like, You shut your goddamn mouth. I well, think he also implies very, immediately before yeah. that line, he says basically, Oh, this is your new master then, huh? Yeah. 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 And I'm like, dude, number one, rude. Yeah. Number two Rude. Yeah. yeah. And then Daenerys is like, oh, I, I see the jealousy after you're like, he has no master. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I understand the jealousy. He is very, is skilled. very skilled. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. Very talented or yeah, whatever, talented. skilled. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I'm trying to remember the exact wording, but I didn't read that way in particular because I feel like this is a dog pun, but he's <laughs> There's so treated, many dog puns. <laughs> he's treated like an attack dog. Mm-hmm. True. I feel like. And like Fenris does state, you know, when he's talking about his background and what he remembers after getting the tattoos, that for a long time he was in debilitating pain mm-hmm. as he oh, healed. Oh, God, I can imagine. So there was a very long time there where, where he was just in increasing amounts of pain. Well, and that's the first thing he remembers, too. Yeah. If you have lyrium tattoos, let us know how it worked for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually... Okay, I'm so sorry. This is me I being... I would. Actually this, was considering getting, like, the lyrium design tattoos, but then I was like, those are slave marks, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think there's, I don't think those are slave marks. Well, it was put on him But don't some of the Dalish slave. have them, too? Well, not yeah. like that. Like, Dalish have, like, Valison, which are, like, religious tattoos, and right. I'm not going to get into Inquisition's way. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's the whole... But these are the specifically built into him for magical purposes, for, like, lyrium mm-hmm. For the power? Yeah. Power. I think it would be I think it would be really cool to do it. It would be cool. Though, in a white. But white fades. That's the point. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> see, I okay. I've done a lot of research. Also, on white. I don't. You viewers at home can't see this, but I am albino. White. Yeah, you are pale ass. I am not actually albino, but I'm very, very pale. So, <laughs> like, you make me look there. Kinda, there wouldn't be a tan. lot of difference there, no. you know. So, oh god damn it, Tony. <laughs> So I feel like the, the tattoo artist would lose sight of where and you're you were outside so much. Yeah, yeah. Like my tan is her normal, normal. color, <laughs> except I'm a little more pink uh, because hi Irish. Yeah. So like these these things with him um, involve a lot of trauma, and he's telling you uh, he's telling you during this still in recruitment phrase, Fenris, to back it up a little bit, yeah. that he was used as an attack dog. Um, he's camping out in Daenerys' mansion, just in case Daenerys ever comes back to Kirkwall. Fucking come and get it. He's literally, like, trying to do the best that he can to get near Daenerys to kill him, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and so, like, as you go about in your daily life at Kirkwall. Um, when you're kind of going about with decisions and everything, anything that you do pro-mage tends to get a negative reaction from his, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be your dailyish life? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you're a human in this game. It would be Meryl's dailyish Shut life. up, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, why you gotta fucking ruin it? 
dick. <laughs> I'm a fun sucker. What can I say? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I will say, Jordan, you are normally the one to like rear reel us back in. So damn, you, you damn. are the fun sucker. Is she a fun sucker or a fun sucker? Hey. Mm. Yeah, we're going to just leave that. that yeah. Mm. Nope. Anyhow. As the game goes on. Act um, two. Act two. Um, you is, wind up finding um, a group of slavers. Was the sex scene in act one or act it's two? It's act two. Act two. Act two. Okay, I was trying to remember. I played this in And act after Hadriana. <laughs> After all the shit oh, with Hadriana. Yeah, Hadriana's right. a yeah. Yep. Yeah. Another badass. Um, and actually because it happens <laughs> after that whole thing when you're like kind of comforting him from yeah. the whole thing, right? But yeah, I, the trauma. Yeah. Can I just say yeah. that I love the part where do you want to talk about? No, no. I don't want to talk that's about right, it. That's right, because I, then you come back and you're like, Where the fuck did you go? And yeah, like, like I was I, I, I was alone. concerned. Yeah. yeah. I like truly do love that. When, like, all of this is brought up with him and he is pulled back into this and he is reminded of his past so deeply, he reacts like his personality suggests he gets angry. Yeah, yeah. And his reactions are angry and he realizes that he's directing those act, like, that anger incorrectly. Mm -hmm. And even when you're rival-mancing him, when you're rival-romancing him, (laughs) rival-mancing, in some points he'll be like, oh, I, like, I'm so angry at you, blah, blah, and he's like, why am I angry at you? You did not do this. Like, even in those moments Mm -hmm. when you were in that passionate rival romance, he recognizes when he does something yeah. like that and he pulls it back. Well, I, I super greatly appreciate that he does apologize when yeah. he goes too far. Right. Which I, is what... I fucking... Yeah. And he tries not to do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't do a lot of repeat shit mm-hmm. like that. No, he doesn't. Like, man, I fucking feel that so hard. Like, if I knew anybody in my 20s, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Like, I feel like I should write letters and be like, dude, please, I'm so sorry I was an asshole. <laughs> Probably yelled at you, tried to throw you through a garage door, like... And yeah, like, it's it's a... Yeah. Re- they did a pretty good job with realistic, like, trauma reactions. Yeah. So I was... And especially within this game, um, I thought they just did it very well for Fenris. Like, maybe not for every single character. I wasn't super appreciative of the nuance that they created, but in his, I, I thought it was... Well written. We skipped over what I think is my favorite scene yeah. with Fenris, and it's in Act One, um, and it's like just a random like cut in scene where you're chatting about um, Shartan, the Elven. <gasps> yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. The Elven, I guess, kind of saint, really. Yeah. Um, Who helped? And you it? find out that that Fenris doesn't know how to read, and you say, "I would love to help you learn to read." Is and that it, in Act One? Yeah. 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 I was because I was like, wait a minute! It's early on in my notes. It's in Act One. I thought that was in Act Two. Nope. No, it's in Act it's One. Like late in Act One, but it's, it's in Act really... One because Hawk gives him a book about Shartan. Yeah. But then they never revisit that. They do. They do. When they do during Act Three, when you're actually playing the game, and they're talking about how Fenris's reading is going, because your character is oh, teaching him how to read. You find Where? notes like while you're walking around. You find notes in your house. Okay, written, and all that yeah, written stuff. by Fenris. Yes, by okay. Fenris. because I don't. Well, I'm glad that it does come back yes. up then. Right, because you don't have. Because if I remember correctly, you don't have to romance him to teach him how to read. Correct. Okay, yeah. Oh man, we're teaching elves how to read and shit. Hell yeah, <laughs> slaves how to read. Yeah. <laughs> because he specifically said we weren't allowed to learn right. how to read. Right. Man, like, I am glad they revisited that. My yeah. note is like, why the fuck did they not revisit this? Okay. Yeah, it, it does. It does it's get not in it's, a cutscene. It, yeah, it's it's like random playthrough okay. stuff, like where you do, like. But see, I feel like that should have been a cutscene. Oh no, no I agree. Why? I agree. So 100. here's the thing: like, I I definitely understand that, but they only have a very limited amount of time to fit stuff they need in to here. Fix this. They need to get on that. We want more. I know we want more, <laughs> but I don't think it's necessarily a detriment that w- it was built into the living action of the game. Because yeah. when you're playing a game, yeah. you want to see little notes about this stuff. Is true. That's happening 
And unless you're playing Hellblade. Mm-hmm. Dragon Age 2, as we mentioned before. Yeah, we don't want those notes. Yeah, those are terrifying. Dragon Age 2, as we mentioned before, Sorry. was very quickly <laughs> produced and pushed yeah. out. Yeah. So, and, and, well, and that's a and, problem for me. Like, I know, that's a problem for me. They don't always have to revisit everything in a cutscene, and they haven't done that historically. But they need to. <laughs> so, that's all a I'm good saying. Bioware note. Yes. Hey, Tawny? Yeah. How do you feel about people just not finishing things? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was really sure. All right, okay, okay. All right yep, yep. Hold on, uh, hold on. Uh, Let me get my shocked voice. Oh wow, <laughs> man, Sarah, you're such a great actor. I do it again. It's the whole. Uh, it's the whole uh, eight years I spent in college. <laughs> I have a list of names right now of people that I could start listing that haven't finished series of things. I'm at the Georgia. But the I will like while we're kind of in this like act one, act two thing, Fenris's reactions during flirting is, is adorable. adorable. It's like super sweet. It is. During um one of the first conversations that you have with him, um, he well, I'm gonna actually I'll, I'll hold that quote for later. Um, <laughs> for when we do our favorite quotes. <laughs> so, uh, there is a point where you compliment his appearance after Daenerys says that... Uh, well, Fenris says that Daenerys used him to intimidate people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, he says something along the lines of... Um, like, really appreciating your help and all that kind of stuff. And you say, oh, it sounds like you're asking, about to ask for a loan. Yes, yeah. yes. And he says... <laughs> Maybe I should practice my flattery for next Perhaps yes. I'll practice my flattery for your next visit. With any luck, I'll become better at it. <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. And, and it I'm was like, so good. Yeah, he gives, I did, like, this shy smile. <laughs> so I, get the, the, I get the super dumb smile in here that I'm like, mm. He's so adorable. <laughs> and, like, you can hear the smile when I do the... Mm. I just you know feel like with Fenris' character, it's so hot or cold. There's no... it. There's, like, three or four of those really sweet moments, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Like, three you're, or four you're not hearing, is not enough. You're not hearing the playthrough dialogue as you're walking around it's still, and doing it's all just, this stuff. But, like, I did play the game. It's been a minute. I won't lie. <laughs> and I'm very drawn to Anders. I know. That's okay. um, you can be. That's fine. But, like, I just was never drawn to Fenris. That's totally fine. So, I don't know. You're also basing things that didn't happen on what you watched on the video. I've also read a bunch of shit. (laughs) And he does have, like, sweet moments throughout the rest of the game. But you have to also remember that his character is very complex and dark. So the cutscenes will mostly focus on that for his character. My bigger qualms are bigger than this. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so going into Act Two as like Act Two, Act Two, um, we get uh, a couple of like this is when you really start to roll into pushing him towards friendship, pushing him towards rival, and um, when you get his. His quest line uh, that deals with the apprentice to his slave master. Initially, while you are outside of the city, um, you suddenly are accosted by a bunch of uh, slave retrievers <laughs> sent by Hadriana and uh, Daenerys. I'm sorry, I <laughs> you said slave retrievers, slave retrievers, and I, I dog. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. When you defeat all of them, uh, Fenris starts to interrogate the last one. And, ooh, it's, it is it a really rough. dark scene. Yeah. Because the guy is begging for his life. Um, well, and arguably, this dude is probably a slave himself. No. Uh, no. No. They no. don't send slaves out. No. Okay. They don't, yeah. Every slaves single are- time. And they had slaves at the place where Harry Jirana was. Okay. S- slaves yeah. are too important and too valuable to send into battle. Eh. So, Except for Fenris. So, um, these are people that went to try to, like, grab him. 
And uh, Fenris finally gets Hadriana's location out of him and then kills him while he's begging for his mm. life, which I was like, yeah. Because the guy's like, oh, please don't, please don't. And Fenris is like, you chose the wrong master. Yeah, I mean, like, mm-hmm. bad call, yo. Like, you didn't know what you were doing when you were going for, like, the lyrium-empowered warrior that had been <laughs> managing to escape Daenerys for all this time? That wasn't... Right, like, I feel, like, granted, yes, people can lie to people. And yes, people can deceive people. And obviously, you know, you Fenris lied to the person who hired you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... It happens. Does anybody from Tevinter tell the truth? Like, for real? <laughs> Dorian well, would tell you no. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like, Dorian, and, boy. Uh, for Fenris's, you know, defense, he is a fugitive slave yeah. that is trying to escape people, and he I doesn't mean, yeah, know I, that well. Yeah, I suppose I wouldn't, like, trust anybody either, and, like, so. Anders lies to you when yeah. you first meet him. Everybody oh God, that you first Anders. run into I'm lies still so to angry you. about Anders. Is it before you run into the slave retrievers that... <laughs> <laughs> Fenris, um, like, confides in you a little bit more. Because that scene, I thought, was very well done. Like, they kind of... It, he's telling you about just, like, everything. Saharan and everything. Saharan, and then... I think it's yeah, after. I think, okay. Yeah. Because it, I think it's right after, but before you go to find Hadriana. Yeah. Um, and I, I do appreciate, like, they give you the space to let Hawk make a safe space for Fenris to, like, yeah. tell you things. Exactly. Um, and I I appreciate that, that scene very greatly because in that, like, Hawk does the jokes a little bit, but not, like, to cut the tension this time instead of to change the subject. Right. And um, I would say, like, to give our listeners a little bit of an idea of what that scene entails, Fenris is talking to Hawk um, and asks if Hawk ever considered going back to Ferelden. Um Hawk, you know, answers however you choose your player to answer. Uh, yes, that sounds like a cool idea. No, I want to stay here and take over Kirkwall, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, and one of the options is like, well, my family is from here, so really yeah, this yeah. is my home. Yeah. And he says something like, oh, if to to know what that feels like to have yeah. a home. Yeah. It's like, that one, that was Tavert, a little gut-wrenching to me. somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Like- and uh, that's also when um, Hawk asks... Uh, would you ever consider leaving? And he was like, I have thought about going back to Saharan, which is an island um, that the Kunari and Tevinter people have been fighting on for quite a while, um, that he had been brought to as a warrior to fight and do Daenerys's bidding. And it is I thought revealed- Saharan was where he was taken from by Daenerys. Ye- he was born in Saharan. Like, it's a, his ancestral home, uh, but he damn, doesn't Now I'm it. super freaking confused, because so I thought he, Saharan was where he escaped, too. Yeah, Saharan is where he escaped, because that's where the Fog Warriors are. Yeah. He might so have he been born there. I didn't, I didn't think that Saharan was where he was born. I'll try to look it up while y'all talk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't um, reveal all of his past and his escape stuff. That is a little bit later, mm-hmm. um, but... He does talk about how there's not really anything there for him anymore. Um, It is a place where he doesn't actually have any safety to go back to. Yeah. Um, And that's like a a deep conversation that you guys have. And then you go see Hadriana, who, to reiterate, is the apprentice of his master. Yeah, she's a not good person. (laughs) And tormented him. Like withheld food, hurt him, uh, like, completely fucked with him all the time, and he had no recourse to try to argue against that whatsoever. And I I, I don't like people that do that. No. I don't like, like, if I make fun of Tawny, that's okay, because I know she could beat me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, 100%. But if they're not in a position to fight back, that's cruelty. That's that's super cruelty. Like, I don't make fun of my dog. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do, because she's got three legs, and it's funny. But, um... (laughs) Y'all are right. I misread that. Um, he was left on Saharan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I really don't make fun of my dog. I ask her where her leg is. <laughs> um, I do the same to Wash. Yeah. Oh, Washburn, you're so cute. Hi, buddy. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, the, I hate it when people, like, yeah. like, picking on people, like, it's not cool. And especially in the scene where you do confront Hadriana, um, you go into the 
old slaver's den um, where she's been holed up. And before you even see Hadriana, you see slaves that she brought with her. Mm -hmm. And this Alvin slave girl, the slave woman, is talking about she doesn't understand what's happening. She thought Hadriana loved her father's soup that he made her. They took Papa and they bled him Oh yeah. my god, that and fucking she line. She doesn't understand because Hadriana loved the food. We that had he it so good before. Oh. And Fenris's line, you don't know how bad it is. You don't understand how bad it is because that's all they've ever known. Mm-hmm. I like actually. Well, and then she looks at him and says, Are you my new master? Yeah. Oh god, I actively cried during this scene. It's hard. Because it's just like. Honey, come here. Let me hug you. She's she's just constantly like, I don't know what we did wrong. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything wrong. Why did this have to happen? Right. And Hawk has the choice for what to do from there. And I always say, meet me at Kirkwall, yep. etc. Mm-hmm. I but can help you. Hawk literally can take this girl as a slave. Oh, um, why? When you say meet me in Kirkwall, um, I can help you. Fenris is instantly like, I didn't know you were in the business of keeping slaves. Yep. And then you can correct him. Bitch, I'm gonna pay her. (laughs) I'm getting, I'm giving her a a job. job. Yeah. But you, as Hawk, can choose to get her as a slave. And that's, I mean, it's fair for Fenris to, you didn't clarify. That's one of those moments that we've talked about this before, that there should be certain things that if you say them or do them, it ends the romance and you cannot get back yes. to it. And I feel like if you yes. say, yeah, no, you're right, I'm taking her as a slave, he that should, should end the romance. Yeah. He should be like, fuck you, out I'm leaving your party, I'm yeah. gone. Yeah. you just yeah. done. I 100% agree with yeah. that. Yeah. I just, like, Turn around and try mm. to kill Hawk afterwards. Right. I think the only reason he wouldn't do that is because he does have an intense want to survive and he knows he can't defeat right. you. But, like, damn. Like, that kind of shit in these kinds of games just really brings you out of... Yep. <laughs> brings you out of the... The character. It, yeah. It shows the lie, yeah. right? Like, of... You can't suspend that You're disbelief. on rails. You're still on rails. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not free will. Yeah. It's within the rails of the game. And exactly. this is one of those moments that it should go off the rails if you say that. Like, yeah. I should just be like, fuck you. Like, I'm gonna murder you. Honestly, yeah. I don't even think you should be given the friggin' choice. Pardon me, I need to open my wafers more. <laughs> oh no. While you're doing that, I'm gonna grab a drink. Okay. What if I just pause? Can we just- Come on, wait first. Open. Hey friends, it's Tawny, your benevolent editor and part-time internet bestie. Uh, Just popping in to let you know that we're cutting this episode in half because we talked about Fenris for way too long. So you're going to get the second half of this in two weeks during our normal release. And uh, we hope you enjoyed um, listening to us talk about Fenris for way too long. We knew it was going to be a fraught episode, but uh, it was really fraught. So catch you on the flip side.